Can you do me a favor real quick, Scott? Can you say croissants again? Croissant. Oh, Wait, my no. goodness. Saying, See. It, saying it under pressure. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab, where you get real-world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize, digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab. Joining us today in the lab, we've got a great guest with, with 20 years of food and beverage experience within the hotel space across 14 countries in Europe, the Americas, and the Middle East. He's the chief ambassador at the Burt Chef Project and the founder of Auden Hospitality, Scott with 1T Turner. Thanks for joining us in the lab. Hi, Justine. Really good to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the show. You bet. You bet. Hey, Scott, I, you know, I thought it would be good to kind of kick things off with you telling us a little bit more about your background and what keeps you busy. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, my career, 15 years in hotels, working in luxury hotels, um, got to hotel manager and realized that hotels and being a hotel GM wasn't what I wanted to do anymore because I just had a passion for food and beverage. And um, it got to a point where I was starting to move further away from F&B than I was kind of being in F&B. So um, I decided to move into independent restaurants and go do something different. Um, and not only did I move into independent restaurants, but I moved country to go and do it as well. So I moved to the Middle mm. East, went to go live uh, and work in Dubai for five years, uh, working in independent restaurants, people like Alan Ducasse, people like China Grill Management, Asia de Cuba. Um, mm. And that was when we started kind of working across the Middle East as well. So Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Qatar, Bahrain. Um, so yeah, pretty much uh, seen it all when it comes to over there. Worked for the business I was in, which was an investment company for seven years. We took incubator brands, so brands that maybe had two or three locations, um, founder-run businesses. We came in mm -hmm. and we gave CapEx over as investment. And then I was responsible with the operations team of coming in and helping these guys get to a point where they could scale successfully. And then we helped mm -hmm. them roll it out across four operating platforms that we operated in, which was London, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and New York. Um, and mm. we had 16 brands, 85 locations. Um, and in 2022, right at the start of 2022, I decided I'd kind of had it all with corporate life, hotel life, and wanted mm -hmm. to do something of my own where I could dictate the impact that I was having on businesses. Um, and that's when I set up Auden Hospitality. So um, I always say that 15 years in hotels um, got my education, went off to go see the world, and I've come back now to work with hoteliers to help them improve their F&B performance by bringing that restaurateur mindset, which is really, really different mm -hmm. to how you operate in hotels. Bring that to hotels so that they can start really seeing F&B as a, as a profit center and as something that adds real value to the hotel instead of just being a service operation mm. or a service function for in-house guests who want breakfast and you know they might want a little snack in room service or something like that and really starting to think differently um and mm -hmm. then as part of that natural involvement is we work with founders as well so founders are in scale-up mode and we come and bring our experience of process operations analytics and we help them open successfully and then afterwards we help 
we continue advising with them and we help give them the school, the skills and the tools to be able to grow successfully uh, as well. So yeah, we work with clients in Europe, we work with clients in the U S uh, we're based out of London in the UK. So, um, so yeah, we've got, uh, we've got really exciting projects on our hands at the minute. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. One thing that kind of stuck out as you were going through that is, you know, you, you talk a little bit about, the challenges within the hotel space and F&B are a little bit different than, you know, if you're just running a, just a standalone restaurant, um, given, you know, you've got, uh, you've got conference, you've got like uh, room service and, and various other kind of dining experiences within the facility. Um, given those unique challenges, like what do you feel is the most important aspect of local marketing? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's really about taking each area as its own individual outlet. That, that's my big mm. advice. And it's not a one size fits all for your hotel or your operation because everyone has its own target market. So mm. if you think about strategy and think about it on a blanket perspective, you're not going to optimize each individual area because you're not going mm. to be talking to the right people. So, you know, everyone always talks about having a niche when it comes to starting a business and having a message around what you do. And that's not different when you start breaking that down into F&B outlets, so whether that's conferences, whether that's restaurants, bars, um, because the guy who goes in your restaurant isn't the same person as the person who books the meeting room. So yes, you want everyone to go everywhere, but the messages that go to the individual people are very different. Um, so it, it's really important to get a really defined strategy for each area. But I think mm. when it comes to local marketing, certainly for restaurant, for the bar, for the meeting rooms, for play, you know lounges where you might have afternoon tea or, or that type mm -hmm. of thing. I think the principles are always the same, aren't they, when it comes to local marketing? And and I always say, you know, I always revert back to Chick Fil A, and we spent a lot of time studying these guys when we were in scale up mode with the investment company. And mm. um, what they do really well is they build their product around raving fans. And it's mm -hmm. all designed around getting people super loyal, super engaged with the brand so that they don't think of going anywhere else. And, you know, how many people go to Chick-fil-A every Friday night after soccer club because that's just the habit that they're in mm -hmm. and that's what they do. And they continue that through all the lives, you know, as children and then into adults with their kids. So I think yeah. think about those raving fans. Think about the people who can become that. And you know, I always encourage people to start with the local community. Look at mm -hmm. the people who are closest to your hotel because they're the people who can turn coming into your hotel or your restaurant as a habit. And, um, you know, when we opened a bakery um, in London, uh, which was in quite a residential part of central London called Belgravia, uh, straight out of COVID. And we were going into a marketplace that was saturated in terms of coffee shops. There were some bakeries in there. There was fast, mm -hmm. casual concepts in there. And we took a lot of opportunity out of the fact that COVID broke people's habits on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And we set out with a mission of going, how can we engage the community as much as possible so that when people start coming back into London, people start coming mm -hmm. back out of their houses with a new habit on the block, where the new place to mm -hmm. go. So I'd really encourage anyone who listens to this to look at how you can create habits from people coming to your business because you know, I think I saw a stat once that um, uh, returning guests spent 67% more than first-time guests. Mm. And then they bring people back again mm -hmm. and again. 
and they recommend you as well. So not only is it cheaper to retain than it is to acquire, they also spend more when they come to your business as well. So it's really important to to really focus on that community piece and you know acquire them once and retain them long term because it's always the best ROI that you can get from it. So um, you know that's mm-hmm. that's really my example of of how I think people should look at local marketing, whether it's a hotel or not a hotel um, or a restaurant mm-hmm. or, or any business really. It's um, how do you nail that area around where you are? And then from mm-hmm. there, how do you start building outwards from that as well? Exactly. Yeah. We had a, we had a, we did a webinar a couple of months ago with, uh, with Zach Goetzan and we were talking about a growth flywheel and mm-hmm. basically you spend all the money from a marketing standpoint to bring people into your location. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you want it? It's the cheapest folks to go after if you just continue to market to them and and develop, create a solid customer experience, develop loyalty, keep them coming back. Uh, Like you said, it's the best ROI you can get on on your dollar spent as opposed to just trying to constantly bring in new folks that aren't going to come back. And we found, you know, it's funny, when we did the bakery, what we found from that as well is because we were starting to build a really nice foundation of repeat guests and loyal Mm -hmm. following, when we came to then doing ad spend or we came to doing paid marketing or we started engaging with social media companies, PR companies, we could be a little bit more descriptive with what we were asking mm-hmm. and we could become a little bit more precious around what we were seeing in terms of results because we already mm. had a base there that was bringing in solid revenue. So we weren't making snap decisions based on impact because mm-hmm. um, it's one of the big things that I see quite often with, especially in the current climate and the current market is what I call impact marketing. Impact mm-hmm. marketing, you go out, you try and hit people with big offers or promotions or heaven forbid discounts that creates mm. impact in terms of revenue. But mm-hmm. from a long-term sustainable uh, growth perspective, as soon as that discount drops or that promotion ends the revenue drops again and you almost feel mm-hmm. obliged to go there again and you get into this mm-hmm. really difficult cycle of paying your way out of trouble every time because that's the only mm. thing that you see with the results because when you do impact marketing you fill a restaurant you fill a, a mm-hmm. venue with people if you can't handle that from a staffing perspective or from a volume perspective and you start upsetting the regular guests those guys vote with the feet and leave so all of a sudden you Mm -hmm. lose your foundation and that foundation disappears so you're back to doing impact marketing to try and pay the way Mm -hmm. and it just becomes a really difficult cycle um of of how to get through and i think um uh i think it's really important to to treat the locals as your base and your foundation because it helps every other decision because you know you've got a solid base sitting there um Mm -hmm. from a revenue perspective yeah i did totally makes sense when you when you talk about engaging uh locals like what are some some things because there there are other units out there that are really struggling right now to 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 drive growth at a local level so what are some things that you'd suggest that they could do today or try this week to try to engage with their their local base yeah the the number one thing i would suggest and it's funny we did this in a in a five-star hotel in the center of london last week we got a map of the area uh, on Google mm-hmm. and we went on, I, I can't remember the site, but um, uh, we went on and we found a radius and we put in a one kilometer radius 
0.1 kilometer radius. And then we looked at all the big businesses and offices around that one kilometer radius. And then we looked Mm -hmm. at how we could develop a B2B strategy on LinkedIn that we could then Mm. target those people and start inviting them into the restaurant and start inviting the PAs and that type of thing in as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, the basis on that is we nail the one kilometer, then we go to two Mm -hmm. kilometers and then three kilometers. Um, And once we've done that, then we can start looking at regional press, local press, and how we start talking to people further afield. But for now, it's Mm -hmm. very much focused on how do we fill lunch? How do we fill lunch with Mm -hmm. business people? And those business people, which offices are they working in and doing it? And um, Mm -hmm. it's that saying for me, think big, start small. That would be the analogy I would use. So, you know, don't underestimate the value of what's sitting in an office somewhere Mm -hmm. locally to you because those guys spend cash and back to that point again if you become the habit that every time they need to go for a business lunch it's easy Mm -hmm. to go to you because you recognize them you personalize their experience you look after them like the vips so whenever they bring a business deal they know they're going to get looked after well it makes a huge difference to what happens then in in terms of the the base that you that you build in the restaurant and um you know People, a lot of restaurateurs, a lot of hoteliers ignore the power of LinkedIn. But you know, we met on LinkedIn. My my strategy for my business is LinkedIn because it's mm-hmm. the way you can talk directly to people who are engaged in building their business. Because you're only on it if you want to build your career, your business, your performance. And um, I think restaurateurs ignore it because it's not seen as the cool kid on the block. But there's so much value yeah. <laughs> sit, sitting there on on LinkedIn, and you know how many times do you get DMs on cold calls for email lists, and and you know that you know uh, SEO keyword people yeah. on LinkedIn. <laughs> so if you're the only restaurant who's then doing an email going, come and see my restaurant, and by the way, when you do, why don't you have a free drink on me? How refreshing is that yeah. going to stand out in someone's DMs? And the power of that could be quite huge. So we um, we just started doing that last week as a strategy. Um, and uh, yeah, we should start seeing the results kind of this week, next week. But that would be my yeah. that would be my kind of this is what you can do tomorrow that costs you no money. So if if you don't have anything to spend on marketing, it's not going to stop you because you have a LinkedIn account. Everyone's open to message yeah. and. You don't need uh, you don't need anything to offer a few drinks to to people to get them through the door. That's true. That's true. Those are that's a very good uh, piece of advice. You know, you you talk a little bit about think big, start small. It's the same yeah. thing that we we say like in the in the marketing world. We always talk yeah. about crawl, walk, run, test yep. different things, try to figure out what's what works well before yeah. you go all in, because then once you find the key learning and then scale from there. Then you know you're at least you have a, a you know a winning solution that you can go after mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of organizations they're kind of fear going you know spending on different uh, initiatives because they feel like they have to do it all at once and it's going to be yeah. so expensive but it's like just try it try a little something and and yeah. see if that works go from there one thing that um, that Sean Walshaf mentioned in the past too is was about like just frequency like try as many things as possible as soon as you can because then you can accelerate your learnings and 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 kind of fall into what's actually most engaging for your clients and then take yep. that win and go from there yeah and it's it's um it's funny you know that like, i spoke to sean a lot ab- about this and and when i first started talking mm-hmm. to sean it was when my own content on linkedin i felt like it was getting 
a bit same same and it was all in written mm. form and I wanted to diverse a little bit and you know one of the great things about LinkedIn is that people are really available and mm-hmm. people will just do a half hour call will share knowledge and and you know if you don't optimize that and maximize that then then you're doing something wrong but um you know he was talking about video and and different bits and pieces and um you know back to that point I tested a little bit on LinkedIn it went okay my kind of impressions didn't go up or down or, or otherwise I was kind of playing with Twitter or X at the same time wasn't really getting much traction and thinking okay well maybe I should just keep focusing on um on uh, LinkedIn and mm-hmm. I spoke to Sean and he was like stop doing it under your business develop your personal brand because your personal brand will then affect the business long term anyway mm. because you'll talk about it you'll keep referring to it you'll keep saying about what you do you'll use it as case studies so develop the personal brand because people buy into people a lot more than they do mm. buying into brands. And um, it really got me thinking on that one. So, you know, we went from there and we're in the process now of um, doing the same thing with one of our ops directors in one part of the business and saying to mm. them, develop your personal brand. Because if there's me talking, there's other people from the business talking, then it's going to have much more effect than kind of going out there as me and the business and then mm-hmm. trying to get an audience that way. So again, you know, allow your people to be active on LinkedIn, allow your people to be active on social because all the businesses that I've built around people have always been the ones that are the most successful. And, you know, why uh, restaurants from celebrity chefs so successful? Because they have a personal brand that goes in front of people on the TV mm-hmm. and it reflects back on the restaurants that they operate afterwards as well. It's not because they go there with the restaurant and go, I'm X restaurant and I'm the chef. No, they go in there going, I'm the chef and I also have X restaurant. Mm-hmm. And if you like what you see, come and eat in my restaurant. So I think, you know, this one thing that I've really learned um, over the last year is allow people to express themselves, allow people mm-hmm. to show how engaged they are in your business, let people tell stories with a genuine, authentic uh, purpose behind it. And the people who are seeing it will start buying mm-hmm. into it a lot more because they see that it's real life and they see that it's, it's not something that's been powder coated or filtered for, for, um, for social media. And, you know, if, if I look, if I spoke to you and I spoke to Sean, I'd have gone, okay, I think Instagram is going to be quite strong for me. I think it's where people will go and validate. And actually it's TikTok. And I would never have thought that in a million years because mm. I go on TikTok and I talk about business and I talk about how to run restaurants, but from a follower to impressions perspective, TikTok is far stronger than any other platform, including mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Um, so, you know, short form, video first, looking authentic, you know, making a few mistakes when you're talking, people buy into it, people accept it. So mm-hmm. when it's happening with people who are trying to build personal brands, how can you transfer that into your business? Because it's going to have the same effects for that as well. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's really interesting how the two I found the two can be quite connected. Yeah, I hear a lot of great things about TikTok. Uh, a lot of success is seen on there. You know, Troy Hooper was on talking about how that's mm-hmm. where they get a ton of their success. I've, you know, I've heard, um, seen a couple session with with uh, Rev talking about TikTok yeah. and the importance of it. It's just vital. It's vital to the to the business and the restaurant space. It's just mm-hmm. when you get users on there creating videos that are two three minutes long about their experience and. Like showing, like with Troy's example specifically, 
showing them prepping the food and, and just it's yeah. an it's an entire experience that you otherwise wouldn't realize that you're getting if you just drive yeah. by the location and see the sign. Um, yeah. But you can kind of internalize it from from the from TikTok. Then you know you've got me as I want to go in. You know, yeah, you've got me as a customer. Yeah. So yeah, it's that authenticity, isn't it? And it and it's funny, you know, back to and I, and I listened to the show with Troy and um, and it got me thinking when he was talking about user generated content because when we you know back to opening the opening the mm-hmm. bakery in Belgravia, we had a strategy around all whenever someone logged onto Instagram, they saw an Insta story from us as the bakery chestnut bakery it was called and um, mm-hmm. so that meant between 15 to 20 times a day we would encourage user-generated content so that we could repost it and then we wanted people to come to go every time we switch on instagram we always see you guys so we mm. developed our product we developed our service we developed strategy marketing around how do we get people to take as many photos and videos as possible so we put mm. big um uh, activations outside the front of the store so the first thing they did was took a picture of the front of the store then when we were inside we had all the pastry items there we really focused on how they looked so that they were photogenic or video genic mm-hmm. we had uh, a big clay oven in the uh, kitchen that had you know huge fire in the background because people love mm-hmm. fire and you know they then take a picture of that and then um we you know a lot of people see people baking bread what they don't see people making is croissants so we put yeah. a laminating room downstairs in the middle of the of the seating area so that when people were sitting there eating the croissant they could see the baker rolling the croissants and and you know shaping them and that type of thing and the amount of content we got from it was unbelievable and it, it just all paid into this strategy of be authentic show who we are and get as much content as possible and you know back to that point about local marketing that's where you need your people coming in every single day who's going to make it a habit going back here again here i am again what great service and they become your biggest marketeers yeah because they're the ones who are talking about you more than you can possibly talk about yourself on Mm -hmm. social media instagram tiktok or whatever so um yeah it's it all kind of feeds into one another and it mm-hmm. all you know I, I think local marketing is a fascinating subject because um it really is the one that can set solid foundations for mm-hmm. your business um to be able to grow exactly growth growth happens at the local level no matter what industry you're in that's where it happens uh c- can you do me a favor real quick scott can you say croissants again croissant oh when, my goodness saying it, See, saying it under pressure <laughs> yeah, see, that's authenticity. You said it the same way five different times. If I would have tried that, you would have known, no, this guy's from New York. Yeah, well. <laughs> not going croissants. But, you know, I said croissant for uh, for about four years. So um, before yeah. we did the bakery, we had uh, Dominic Ansel Bakery as well. So, um, so yeah, the chrono oh, cool. and the croissant and everything was, uh, oh, was a big part of what we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. cronuts are, are, are one of my favorites. <laughs> we talk a lot. You give a lot of really good examples. Who would you like to give a shout out who's doing something that you think is impressive from a local marketing standpoint? Um, you know, it's someone who I've worked with before and um, I'd encourage anyone to look at is Dominic Hansel. Back to the mm. corona. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we, he does local marketing on a national scale. And he's really mm. clever at what he does. But, you know, th- when we worked with, with Dominique, um, you know, he was 
very passionate about making sure that you looked after the lines, that there was always something new for people. We were constantly evolving everything around mm. the Chrono flavors, releasing them once a month, the way that the content was done on it, you know, pie night. You know, I remember the first time mm-hmm. that we talked about doing pie nights. I think who's going to pay? I think it was like $50, $60 to eat some pie. And we sold out within about two minutes. And um, I was just like, okay, fair enough. What do I know about? What do I know about restaurants? Um, but, you know, that's all built from the fact of, you know, he had the chrono and what he did incredibly well was made a phenomenon out of it. And he started local in the little bakery. Um, and, you know, when the crowds, are, uh, the lines are going around the block, he's always out there talking. They're always doing something yeah. for the line. We always took out cookie shots and that type of thing. And um, the way he does his social media, He's he's very good like that. He you know he shows personality. He shows him as a person. He shows his team as people. I love what he's done now, bringing his you know his baby boy in there and showing you how this baby boy has developed <laughs> a taste for cronuts and and sweet treats and things. And you know I watched I watched an Instagram of him the other day and he was at Caesar's Palace and they've got this new robot that does cookie shots now. So you know he's constantly oh, wow. evol- you know he's constantly evolving. He's constantly looking at how to innovate. And um, you know I I, I was I had the I had the pleasure to work with him for for a couple of years, and um, and I think he's a really good example of of people who use social media to to really drive their business and and really focus on people at the store. Very cool. No, that that is a great uh, shout out. Um, we'll make sure to 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 tag him in the in the details of this episode so that folks can check out what he's doing as well. So Scott, you know one of the things that I learned, actually a couple of things I learned about you is that you're a huge soccer fan. You're obsessed with uh, Leeds United based out of uh, West Yorkshire. Yeah, You made it to state-level championships playing tennis. But the most interesting thing is that you shot archery with Robin Hood himself, Russell Crowe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was funny when you um, I, we had a lap in we earlier because uh, you sent me saying you know have you got some interesting facts and then you started chasing me and I was like well actually I I realised I am that interesting actually but um, <laughs> when I was under pressure to deliver I was like oh yeah okay maybe let's go with that one um, yeah no no we um, it's funny funny actually so I worked for the Dorchester Collection and um, we looked after Russell Crowe for about three months when he was filming filming Le Miserable in in London uh, we actually mm. met him in the Beverly uh, first of all in the Beverly Hills Hotel. Um, and uh, he's a Leeds fan as well. Uh, his wife's from just around the corner from from where I live, which was really random. So he kind of oh, took cool. to me at the point. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of took to me at the point. And um, it was, you know, public holiday, bank holiday here. And we have the long weekend and the hotel was was full. We always used to put on activities for, for the guests. And one of the activities was archery. And um, he was walking through the hotel grounds with his, I think it was his trainer or something like that. And he saw the archery and he was, and he was trying to egg on his trainer, going, come on, I'll, I'll do a bet. Let's see who can get uh, a ho- uh, get the center of the archery. And his, his trainer was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not losing to you again. I'm not giving you any more cash. And uh, <laughs> you know when you're in one of those moments where you think, you know what, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do archery yeah. with Robin Hood. And I said, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you 100 quid that I can beat you and get closer to the center than you can. So there, we, there it was. Okay. The bet was on. The bet was on. Uh, I lost. I paid him. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, for my hundred 
quid, I can tell everyone that uh, I shot a couple of balls with Robin Hood, which uh, is pretty cool. But um, yeah, so uh, cool. when you put me under pressure, I, I delivered. You delivered. That's right. That's what they call you clutch. So, you know, for everyone else to be able to share that same memory with Scott, maybe a little bit more differently, we created this image for you. It's uh, it's wow, you sitting you with Russell Crowe in the background awesome. Uh, awesome. as Robin Hood, just showing off your showing off your skills and those golden locks. Yeah, look at that. I wish I had that hair now, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Scott, it was great meeting with you today. Before we head out, you know, if you wouldn't mind, just let us know how we can follow you, your personal brand or your company. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, hit me up on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Scott Turner, Scott with one T. Um, uh, and I'm on there, TikTok, uh, Scott underscore Auden, and then Auden Hospitality. We're on most um, we're on most channels as well. But, yeah, hit me up on the, the personal LinkedIn one. It's where I post the most often as well. Very cool. Yeah, I would say, you know, follow Scott. He's got some awesome content, tons of great stuff, daily tips. He's got videos. I, you know, he's always on podcast episodes, uh, just great messages, solid ideas you can leverage for your business. Thanks again, Scott, for joining us today. It was awesome having you in the lab. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. As always, thanks for joining us in the local marketing lab. This podcast was sponsored by Evocalize. To learn more about how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize. That's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E. And on X at Evocalize Inc. And remember, keep innovating and testing new things. You'll never know what connects with your customers best unless you try. Until next time, thanks for listening.